The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, brought to you by Narconon Suncoast. Hello, everybody. This is Joni Siegel, and this is the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. Today is September 6th, 2019, and this is a special episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Michael DeLeon on the subject of vaping. Last week, the episode on vaping that we did with Dan Zito, who is a former Pinellas County Sheriff's Deputy, went live, and we have received a lot of pretty vehement feedback on the subject of vaping, but there were more deaths today as a result of vaping. So I thought it would be good to talk to Michael since he goes around to schools around the country and talks to students about vaping. So Michael, thank you for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy flying all over the U.S. and talking to schools about the subject of this podcast, which is vaping. You know, why is why is vaping such a big deal? Why are you spending so much time talking about it? Well, first of all, I appreciate you having me on um, because I think it's much more important than anyone is really facing, realizing that people understand how bad it is, how much worse it's going to get. I really truly believe it's the number one social health crisis facing kids, uh, facing parents. Why is it so uh, important is because for three years now, I have been traveling across the country talking and educating students, staff, parents, community members about the target of the tobacco industry through electronic devices and the target being kids. And there's so many people that don't even understand that this is the tobacco industry. Nicotine comes from the tobacco plant. Like just that fact in and of itself should like people need to wake up. All these people that are running around saying that, that, uh, you know, big tobacco is trying to squash this. That's what it's all about. That vaping was invented to help people get off of cigarettes. That's absurd. Absolutely absurd. Just the very business model nature of it should tell you that that's not true. For instance, how would you invent a product that would help your customers get off of your product? That just doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to invent a product that over time there'd be no use for. Because if it was invented to help people quit smoking, well then once you got everybody off of cigarettes, there'd be nobody on a vape. Then you would go out of business. But then why did, you know, Altria, which is part of the third largest tobacco company in the world, buy Juul Labs, which is the largest vaping company, e-cigarette company in the world, uh, and why did they estimate they're worth over $30 billion? Right now, the tobacco industry has been, un, you know, exposed to a degree uh, because of what's taking place across our country. And now we're going to start finding out a lot of the truth behind the marketing, the lies, and the targeting of kids by the tobacco industry. So it's, I believe, the most important health um, issue in America today respiratory disease, pulmonary disease, through electronic devices and vaping. Now, my focus is on kids. That's my focus. And um, I try to tell people, you know, that want to argue or fight with me about vaping for adults. My, my position is this. Listen, you're an adult. 
you're 20, 30, 40, 50 years of age. You're an adult. And I'm not going to tell an adult how to be an adult. If you want to vape, okay, I don't have an opinion. If you want to smoke cigarettes, I don't have an opinion. If you want to use drugs, I don't have an opinion. I want to help you. I want you to be educated. I want your choices to be informed choices. But I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, there's people on social media, these, these keyboard scientists that are spewing all their imaginative data and spewing all their logic because they're justifying their own addiction. If you're vaping and you um, want to explain to people on social media how vaping is safe and you know all about vitamin E and you know all about benzoic acid and you know what pro propylene glycol does at 200 degrees Fahrenheit, great. You know, come with me to China and let me let me uh, sit you in a room while I interview some people that are behind all this. In fact, you don't even have to go. Let me sit down and show you my interviews. Let me show you my years of research. Um, all you're doing is justifying an addiction. They are lying or they're uninformed, misinformed, or they just don't have anything to do with their time. But if you're an adult and you're vaping, I, I just don't have an opinion. My concern is kids. I can't do anything about 21-year-old adults and older who want to ingest poison into their respiratory system. I'll advise people. I'll tell people. I'll point it out. But I'm not going to tell an adult how to be an adult. But children, 20, 20 years of age and younger, I want kids to be informed, and they're not informed. I don't want them to start vaping. So that's my objective. So half of the people that are out there attacking and criticizing and arguing, you know, you're not even talking about the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think part, I think part of the um, liability, if you will, with the people who say about how safe vaping is and how much they love vaping and all of that, is that that gets then communicated to young people. And even the CDC has come out and said, vaping is harmful to young, uh, young preteens and teens and young adults. It's harmful. So when an adult who is addicted to vaping or what have you comes out and starts saying, oh, it's all okay and you guys are out of your mind, you know, it just communicates the wrong message to the young people. Well, it's a fact that parents who do drugs, uh, it's a, a huge um, causal factor in adolescent use of drugs. Parents who drink, higher percentage of kids who drink whose parents drink, um, you, you, you learn, you, you know, behavior is learned. And so if parents are getting high, there's a much higher likelihood kids are getting high. If parents smoke, higher likelihood kids smoke, higher vape, parents vape, higher vaping yep. among kids. Yep. So you're, you're, that's a fact. And so beyond the behavior is learned part, uh, parents are uninformed because the tobacco industry did such a great job deceiving people in this country that vaping was invented to help people quit smoking. Um, That's what I I've thought. Very, <laughs> Until I've met I heard very you few, talk, almost yeah. none, kids <laughs> who started vaping to get off cigarettes. I think I know two. Um, every kid I've met besides those two, they didn't get off cigarettes by going on a vape. They went on a vape. And five major studies that were done by the tobacco industry showed that if they, if they put a kid on a vape, Within 18 months, 60% of them would be smoking. And that's so, what I'm finding out. So it just goes the opposite way. It's ridiculous. Right. You're more susceptible to going on a vape and going on other drugs if you start um, with a vape, with an e-cigarette, with a pen. And now the, the, the real design behind the, 
the device was that it was going to become a drug delivery system for every drug on earth. So I don't want to go off subject or, you know, get the crazies even more crazy at me. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you're going to, the number one delivery system for cannabis, for marijuana is going to be the vape. That was, that's the entire cannabis industry's objective. That's what they want. That's what medical cannabis people want. That's what recreational cannabis people want. <coughs> Excuse me. They don't want uh, people smoking blunts and joints. They don't want them smoking out of bongs and uh, you know pipes. They want them vaping. And that that is evident by the sales of Colorado and Washington, the first two states to basically commercialize marijuana. More of their sales are from concentrates and vaping and, and dabs than, uh, than are from flour, much more. Wow. Well, that tells it. There you are. And so right behind that is meth, heroin, fentanyl, cocaine. You know, and people say, you're crazy. Uh, that's impossible. Okay. The t pharmaceutical industry told doctors that 1% of people prescribed opioid medication would become addicted to it. 1%. And the doctors believed them. <laughs> the public believed them. Well, how'd that work out? Well, they're getting sued so, now. Pharmaceutical yeah. companies are getting sued and they're losing. Right. And, and we're finding, as is in the last couple of weeks... We have learned the lies of Johnson & Johnson, the lies of Sackler family, the lies of Purdue Pharma, Eli Lilly, Endo. We've learned the proof. We, we knew they were lying, or at least people in the know, people in the industry knew that they were lying. People trying to advocate for things in prevention and recovery. But now we have the proof. We have the proof of the memos, the proof of the emails, proof of the studies from the pharmaceutical industry. Yep. Well, why do people think that the tobacco industry is any different? <laughs> exactly. They're not. They're not. Exactly. Hey, I heard from somebody, and now I don't even exactly remember where, that um, Jewel had actually was going into schools and urging kids like not to buy their device. Had you heard that? Have you heard that? No, Jewel Labs right now has 70, 75% of the market. They're taking out huge full-page ads, USA Today, New York Times, all over the country, um, to appear to the public as they really want kids not to use their devices. So from a public, um, from a public relations standpoint, they're going out of their way to become, you know, ethical company of the year. Hey, we don't want kids on our devices. The problem is that that Pandora's box is already opened. Right. Jewel Labs is not to get on the scene in 2016 and 17. They've been around. 2009, 10, 11, these devices mass-marketed in 11, 12, and 13. They mass-marketed it to kids. They marketed and targeted kids. They came to me and offered me money to data mine kids. And it's finally, you know, I, I told people that they told me I was crazy, that I was lying, not just once, but twice. And they offered me massive money, and I turned them down. So it's been proven and shown that Jewel Labs did pay and certain people did pay to run surveys on kids. Where do you get your Jewel? Where did you find it? Where do you get your pods? They have been data mining the kids for years and it's been proven. Now the memos are coming out. Congress has exposed some of these memos and these um, um, emails and they've exposed the companies that took the money. 
So I just thank God I didn't take the money because I'd be on the front page of every paper in America, right? <laughs> Jewel Labs offered money to data mine kids. They've been purposely targeting kids. We will see this. We will see this in proof over the next 18 months because now the FDA, the only reason the FDA was on MSNBC today, Health and Human Secret, uh, uh, um, Secretary was on TV today, the only reason the CDC is going public, the FDA is going public, is because they've been complicit the whole time. Right. The entire time, Congress gave the FDA the ability and authority to regulate these devices um, in 2016, and they kicked the can down the road till 2021. The only reason this is happening is because kids are dying, because pulmonary disease is taking place in such a massive amount. And I've been running around the country, 49 states, the only state I haven't spoken in is in Hawaii, and that's coming up. 49 states I've spoken to, and I've been screaming at people for three, four, and five years about vaping, about what's going on. And in 2018, January, I made a prediction. The number one cause of death in America is heart disease. The number two cause of death in America is cancer. The number three cause of death in America is respiratory disease and respiratory disorders. In January 2018, I made a prediction. By 2025, respiratory disorder will jump heart disease and jump cancer to become the number one cause of death in America. The only thing I'm going to do with the prediction is I'm going to update it. I don't believe it's going to take six more years. I believe it's going to become the number one cause of death by 2023. Yep. Just a reminder that you are listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For further information on the podcast, you can go to our website, theaddictionpodcast.com, or you can find us on our Facebook page by the same name, or you can call us at 727-314-7080, or you can email us to the addiction podcast at yahoo.com. For further information on Narcan on Suncoast, call 1-877-339-3324. That's 1-877-339-3324. Sometimes the hardest thing about getting someone into recovery is getting them to agree to treatment. Bobby Newman, a certified drug counselor with 30 years experience and an over 85% success rate as an interventionist, has created a series of 12 videos that you can use right now to learn every step to get your loved one to agree to treatment. Call 1-833-918-0008 today and say the word podcast and get a 10% discount. Or go to newmaninterventions.com, that's N-E-W-M-A-N-I-N-T-E-R-V-E-N-T-I-O-N-S.com, and type in the word podcast for a 10% discount. This service comes with a free one-hour consultation with Bobby. I think you're right. I absolutely think you're right. We have a pulmonary pandemic on our hand. It's unfolding before our very eyes. 
and there's still people on social media. You know, I saw a guy arguing on social media. I think it was on your podcast. Um, I saw him arguing and, you know, uh, how vaping is saving money. And he owns a vape shop, you know? Well, of course. So of course he's going to say it. There's an agenda there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we posted, we put up uh, the podcast episode with Dan Zito recently, former Pinellas County Sheriff's Deputy. And yeah, it's amazing the the vehemence with which people have attacked us for taking a negative stance on vaping. And it's just a matter of time before it becomes um, clear to everyone, not just the three of us, that it is it is a big deal. And then yeah. these guys will go, oh, well, blah, whatever. Dan, Dan's a great guy. He's very knowledgeable. Yep. And it's apparent to him. It's apparent to a lot of people. There's a family in Illinois whose daughter, uh, the doctors told the parents that if it was one or two more days, your daughter would be unresponsive. Um, there's kids dying. Pulmonary disease is leveling the country. And we're going to see pulmonary numbers unlike we've ever, ever seen before. And when a lot of people don't realize the FDA has known all along, the pharmaceutical industry has known all along exactly what was going to take place. Because the number one drug right now, class, the number one drug class pending approval by the FDA right now is pulmonary disease. There's more drugs pending approval under the FDA right now for pulmonary disease than any other drug on earth. They've known all along what was going to happen, and they're preparing for it. Yep. Scary. What kind of reaction do you get from the kids when you go into schools, Michael? Well, you know, I ask kids uh, at the end, uh, I say, I have a bucket up here, or you could come hand it to me, but give me your device. Get rid of it. Give it to me today. I'll take it. I mean, I have over 700. So kids give me the devices after I'm done. I tell them if you don't want to do it openly, you're embarrassed. Fine. I get it. Um, Go give it to a school resource officer. I tell them, don't just throw it out in the garbage. Just Don't just throw it out and get rid of it. You've got to give it to someone so then you can have a connection with a nurse, with a health professional, with a law enforcement a school resource officer, with an administrator, so now you can kind of feel comfortable about going back to them and telling them that you have a problem. Because a lot of these kids, when they get rid of their devices, they realize that they're addicted to nicotine. Now right. what? Now what do you do? Right. Parents don't realize this. You go to Walmart and you pull the boxes off the shelf for Nicoderm and Nico, well, you know, uh, Nicorette and the lozenges and the patches. If you turn the box around, it'll tell you on the back of the box, before you use this, talk to a doctor. Because this test, this, these devices have never been tested under the age of 18, ever. They've never tested this on kids. You got an 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kid, they're addicted to nicotine. You put a patch on them, you might have a problem. Yeah. You put lozenges in their mouth, you give them Nicorette gum, you might have a problem. And, and you're not going to go sue the company if you have a problem because right on the back of the box, it's plain as day, never been tested under the age of 18. So if a 14-year-old child's consuming that product, it, it's nicotine. It could be a poison. Wow. But yet the company Jewel's marketing it directly to kids. When these kids are addicted... It's a huge problem. Now, I believe 40% of high school and middle school kids are vaping THC. People say, think I'm crazy. I believe 40% of the vapes right now, if we tested, if school administrators across the country, and I have a $2.50 test, they don't have to spend three, $400 with a lab. I got a $2.50 test. 
parents too. You want to find out if THC is in your vape? Steeredstraight.org. I got a test. You could test the vape. Within a minute, you'll find out if THC is in the vape. And um, I believe 40% of kids are vaping THC because a lot of them are getting it from peers. A lot of them are getting it from, you know, kids that get it from older people. And they're trying to make it more um, promoting right now that it's weed um, instead of just nicotine. So I think it's going to get a lot worse. When the kids first hear my story, you know, you know, they're skeptical, especially if the administrator says, yeah, Michael's here and he's got to talk about vaping. Oh, forget it. You know, you hear the laughter and everything. And so then I'm pretty effective at how I get their attention. Within five minutes, you can hear a pin drop in that auditorium. And 90 minutes later, I got kids coming up to me giving me their vapes. So, and then I got kids going to the school nurse the next day asking for help. They're so afraid to talk to their parents about it. They're asking the school nurse for help. We need to help these kids. Um, and you got a lot of schools that are buying, um, a lot of schools that are buying detectors for bathrooms. The jewel, it'd be very unlikely for a bathroom detector to pick up on a jewel because the vape plume, the mist, the aerosol is not that ex exhaled, exhaled that much. Um, and now there's devices where they've got tubes in hoodies where kids can blow the smoke and the vape uh, aerosol right into the tube in the hoodie and it'll dissipate into the clothing. And now kids are getting air. Uh, um, they're getting uh, inhalers like asthma inhalers. These companies are now manufacturing THC in the asthma inhaler. Okay, wait a um, second. When you talk about the hoodies, is that something like the kids like customize themselves or can you actually buy that? No, buy it. Spencer's Gifts, Hot Topic, online. You can order hoodies online. Oh my that gosh. tubes are in the hoodie. And the kids are getting them, you know, talking to each other about it. Hey, you get this hoodie. And the hoodie is... Um, got a tube in in the fabric of the uh, material wow and just yep. uh and listeners just so you know i've actually watched michael do this talk and i can attest to the fact that it is very true that the kids listen very attentively to what michael has to say because because of his story and because of how long he's been doing this and to how many people how a question for you how is jewel marketing flavors how are they marketing flavors? Yeah. Well, they've been marketing on teen magazines and teen websites, Snapchat. They've been on social media. They've paid kids to promote it on social media, um, on their social media, big followers, Instagram pages and Snapchat pages. Um, they've been product placing for three years with Hollywood. I mean, there was a movie I just watched recently with Julia Roberts about uh, her son, Ben, who uh, you know died at the end of the movie, or some people say he didn't die. They don't really tell you if he died or not. Half the audience believes he died of an overdose. Half the audience believes she brought him back. But regardless, <clears throat> all throughout the whole movie, him and his friends, they're not smoking. Because go back, look at Hollywood movies over the last 30, 40, 50 years. They've been paid by the tobacco industry to product place tobacco. It's so uh, sexy and chic to have an actor smoking on set. Well, now they're vaping on set. And, you know, people aren't really realizing it, how, how prevalent it is until I point it out to them. They're really product placing a lot. Uh, but this movie, um, something about Ben, I can't, Ben's story, I can't remember the name of the movie. But um, I know but, what you're uh, talking about, but I don't remember the name either. He, he's, um, he's vaping all throughout the movie. All throughout the movie, he's vaping, huh. you know. Um, 
so it's their product placing and they're convincing kids that it's not a big deal. And then there's a lot of people, a lot of the people who are commenting on your posts, they believe that vaping is no big deal. I know that people who are out there telling you the heroin's no big deal. <laughs> I have uh, people Whoa. out there talking about how wonderful opioids are and how we should not deny pain patients um, that their pain medication. Or methadone or suboxone. We shouldn't. We, but I want to solve their pain. I don't want to have them on a drug that's blocking the pain receptors and doing nothing else. And then they become addicted to it and they overdose. I don't want them to die. I want their pain um, to be... Uh, solved and we're not solving their pain we're just masking their pain that's right but um i know people who justify alcohol too you know the movie i was thinking about is ben is back with julia roberts there you go um but that's just one of about a dozen movies i've seen now recently where um their product place in jewel uh they're they're actually you can tell it's a jewel the kid has a jewel pack in his hand he's uh vaping outside of a store in a jewel um uh, posters behind them, um, so they're product placed in, in movies, and uh, they're they're having commercials now. The commercials on TV are not targeted to kids, but they're um, they're telling people how safe it is and how it's an alternative to cigarettes. And the message that it sends to kids is that it's safe, and the kids are doing it. Wow! In the article that I was reading about the about the two deaths, there was a paragraph in there where it talked about an 18 year old who. Um, has suffered major lung uh, issues because of vaping. And um, the comment was that his lungs were like a 70-year-old's lungs. And this 18-year-old kid said, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't fix that. I'm, I'm never going to get my lungs back, basically. So it's, it, it, you know, it's not, it's not a joke. We're not making this up, you know, because for our health. We're not doing that because yeah. we want, we don't want kids doing this. And I think that a lot of parents are misguided and misunderstanding um, the whole vaping thing. And I'm going to just bet you that there are a bunch of people who are going to listen to this episode and maybe their kids are vaping and they think it's okay because they think it's not as bad as cigarettes. And that's right. the lie on the line. You know, and that's what yeah, all these people are getting upset about. But I don't care. I want parents to know. The secretary of HHS today on the news, uh, you know, I heard him lie. And he said that exact same thing. He made that exact same statement. The data shows us. That's how he gets out of it. The data shows us that vaping is safer than a combustible uh, cigarette, a, pro a combustible product of a cigarette. That's untrue. But, the, you know, we need more data out there to prove it. Yeah. It's, no, no, I haven't seen any studies of heavy metal poisoning um, because almost every single one of these devices are made in China. China puts lead in every metal that they manufacture. Every Jewel, and Jewel's not the only company, Smoke, Vibe, Views, you know, Enjoy. There's all these companies. Their devices are made in China. Every single one of them contains lead. How are we going to, how long is it going to be before we tell people that we've measured lead particles, minute lead molecular particles in respiratory systems, and we can prove now that um, vaping is just as harmful as cigarettes? I mean, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to be? I mean, in 1994, the tobacco industry stood before Congress and told 
congressman then Wyden from Oregon that cigarettes and nicotine and tobacco were not addictive. One by one, the top seven tobacco companies in the company, country lied to Congress, lied on C-SPAN to the American public, and they said nicotine and cigarettes are not addictive. That was 94. <laughs> Amazing. So, the Juul Company and all these other companies that are saying it's safer than cigarettes, HHS, you know, Secretary, he, he's, he's not telling the truth. He's, in, he's uninformed and misinformed. If you feel comfortable, more comfortable with that description, he's uninformed and misinformed. He lied. I'll say it. Because <laughs> it's just so not, it's not true. We have true. a problem, and yeah. it's going to get worse. And yeah. this pulmonary problem is going to get much, much worse. And, and when, you, when these kids are vaping THC and adults, when they're vaping THC, they're not going to want to stop. You know, the uh, governor of Michigan... Um, made flavored e-cigarettes banned them in the state of Michigan. Right. And honestly, that's really, it was really political because she's given all the providers, all the stores 30 days to comply so they can get rid of all their stuff. So you got entrepreneurs in every middle school and every high school. You know what they're doing right now? Sell they're it, scrambling all it, around yeah. their communities. They're buying up as many flavored pods as they can get their hands on. So they can sell them. Because they're going to be worth a lot of money in school in 31 days. Yep. I know this because I'm talking to people. These kids are scrambling around. All these uh, retailers in uh, Oregon, I mean Michigan, are scrambling to get rid of their flavored pods. <laughs> if you don't think you can get flavored pods in Michigan 31 days from now, you're delusional. Okay, yep. delusional. You're creating, when you make something illegal, you create a black market for it. So guess what's going to happen? The yep. black market for flavored pods among kids is going to skyrocket skyrocket in 31 days and she can't stop the flavored juices anyway because if a vape shop has a flavor separate and you make your own e-juice the only thing she's going to stop is the pre-made uh, industrialized pods that are that are made flavor she can't stop flavor right. flavor sold separately right she's not going to be able to stop that people are still going to get it and then she said that includes online they're selling drugs online. They can't. She can't she regulate talking? that. There's no way she her can regulate that. Her state of Michigan, that. her state of Michigan, is selling marijuana, and they're com they're selling it online, uh, and they're selling it, sending it over state lines. They're violating federal law in her very own state. How does she think she's going to stop the pods and the flavors from coming into her state? Internet, it's going to stop. She's out of her mind. The Postal Service, UPS, Federal Express, DHL, they can't stop this. They're not going to stop flavored jewel pods. If I live in Bad Axe, Michigan, and I want to sell uh, jewel pods to all my friends in school, I order them from Jewel, and I have it sent right to Michigan, right? right? Or I order it from any other e-cigarette company, vape shop, anywhere in the country, and I have it. Or I have my cousin from, from you know, Colorado. Illinois send it to me, <laughs> right. you know? right. Well, okay. So listen, Michael, if somebody, and I want to make this clear to our listeners, Michael is available to come and speak at schools, civic organizations, professional organizations, you name it, he will come and he will speak on the subject of vaping. So if somebody wants to book you, Michael, how do they do that? I mean, the, the best way is our website, steeredstraight.org, S-T-E-E-R-E-D. S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T, steeredstraight.org. And the number's on there. Address is on there. Everything's on there. Um, you can email for more information. Also on the website, 
is a 16-page guide I helped write for um, Partnership for Drug-Free New Jersey. Uh, lots of information on vaping, links to other sites that are um, tobaccofree.gov, uh, tobaccofreekids.gov, because um, parents need to get educated. Yes. And very soon, I will have a guide. Within the next two weeks, I'll have a guide of what parents need to do uh, from a health and wellness perspective, all natural, helping their kids deal with their nicotine cravings and nicotine addiction. And adults, too, but like I said, I don't want to tell adults how to be adults. I just want to tell families how to help their kids. That's awesome. Michael, thank you, thank you so much for talking to us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So thank you, everybody, for listening today. Um, as we mentioned, we uh, published the pod, the episode with Dan Zito about vaping, and we've gotten a lot of blowback. And the truth of the matter is that vaping is unsafe for young people. If you are over the age of 21 and you want to vape, we don't care. Be our guest, okay? But we don't want young people doing it. We don't want... T- preteens, teens, young adults, we don't want them vaping. It is harmful to them. That's not me saying it. That's the CDC saying it. So if you want to argue with us, okay, go ahead, but argue with the CDC. Call them up and tell them that they don't know their research. I personally think that they probably do, but if you don't like it, there you go. There's an option for you. We will be um, posting our regular episode on Thursday, so stay tuned. And wherever you listen to podcasts, please subscribe and rate our podcast with five stars. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, call 877-339-3324 or visit www.narcanonsuncoast.org. Narcanon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard.